Gotta love an episode that opens with, You fool! We pick up right where we left off, with the fool in question, Scarlet, and Destro crashing in his little space plane shuttle pod thing. Scarlet decides that she doesn't want to die after all, so she talks Destro through the process of stabilizing the craft by shooting another arrow at the controls. Yeah, I don't know either. Destro brings her back to Cobra HQ, where she beats up a few guards, but is ultimately overpowered and taken away. Then, just in case you were starting to think impure thoughts about Scarlet, the Baroness shows up and reminds you just where your impure thoughts belong. Cobra Commander welcomes Destro back home, and Destro knocks him around a bit for attempting to blow up New York without him. I mean, he says it's a waste of resources, but we know the real reason. In fact, he's so pissed off that he decides to just take over. Wait, can he do that? I mean, for all I know he can. I've never been terribly clear where Destro falls in the hierarchy of Cobra. I thought he was like a district manager or something, but obviously he's more important than that. He at least rates a key to the executive washroom, apparently. Meanwhile, the Cobra guards throw Scarlet down some stairs and say this. G.I. Joe Witch? I think that was G.I. Joe Witch, but that can't be right. The toy line won't get that desperate and goofy for at least a couple more years. Scarlet gets in a tussle with one of the Cobra slaves until she notices Duke's ring. I can only assume this fills her with the desire to throw the poor girl down her own flight of stairs. After all, it was pretty clear that Duke and Scarlet were making goo-goo eyes at each other in part one, but for some reason she decides that they're friends now, or at the very least, allies. Yes, now I understand perfectly. I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure what this exchange means at all. We cut back to the Joes long enough to learn that they now have their own mass device. Then we go back to Cobra HQ. Fine with me. I said it about Transformers and I'll say it here, the good guys are boring. Let's stick with guys with mind control devices and giant killer robots. So Destro makes the world leaders surrender, asserting his control over Cobra. And Cobra Commander just sort of sulks off to the side and lets him do it. Something troubles you, Destro? The world is not yet at your feet. Oh, I see, it's the old, okay, if you think my job's so easy, go ahead and give it a try, Gambit. Well played, Cobra Commander, in a passive-aggressive sort of way. Destro can't take the insolence, though, and really aren't shows like this great for teaching kids words like insolence and oblivion, and orders the Baroness to target New York City with the mass device. Wait, so the lesson here is that Cobra Commander doesn't just have the patience of a five-year-old? That any person in his position would throw the same temper tantrum? Huh, all right then. The Joes catch the mass device beam headed for New York and knock it off course with their own, which makes as much sense as anything else, I suppose. Then Destro says, fuck it, I don't even need a mass device, I'll just execute these world leaders. Which, no matter how you look at it, is pretty goddamn badass. Apart from the bit where he says he'll do it every half hour on the hour. That doesn't entirely make sense. Otherwise, though, pretty brutal. Scarlet and what's-her-name knock out a couple of Cobra guards, but rather than taking their guns, they take the keys to the prison and release the other prisoners. The men. Because girls obviously can't have a slave uprising. This is guy stuff here. They only make it as far as Destro, though. Back at Joe HQ, they give the whole reading Duke's mind thing another go. We're meant to believe that he's in a sensory deprivation chamber, but to me it looks like his eyes are closed while he shows off his tidy whiteies to the entire team. Apparently the episode ran short or something because we get an exhaustive five-minute backstory on the blandest guy on the team. Something about his honor, his sense of duty, football practice, dating cheerleaders, blah blah blah. Then finally he sees Cobra's castle. Obviously we could only access this memory by going through his entire life first. After everyone does some really classy cat calls about his girl, they realize she's wearing his ring. It's got special electronic characteristics. Uh-huh, fine. That means they can trace the ring and find Cobra. Sure, whatever. 
So they mass device zapped themselves to the location of the ring, or outside that location, and now they have wall climbing spider tanks. Gotta tell you, while I'm still rooting for evil to win, spider tanks are pretty cool. Not as cool as Cauldron of Hot Lava, though, or Floating Disco Platform. Yeah, sorry, Cobra's still the best. I mean, look at those robots. Look at them! A bunch of fighting happens, G.I. Joe style, which means stuff like a ninja shooting a machine gun and a barbarian fighting a motorcycle. Never change, G.I. Joe. Never change. In a desperate escape, Destro, who apparently has been studying up on his Megatron, points the mass device at the Earth's core and escapes, presumably to some place that isn't Earth. But then Gung-Ho shoots the thing and everything's fine. Cobra Command <sighs> tries to escape with a basket over his head, but his brilliant plan is defeated by a dog. Wolf, whatever. Not the commander's finest hour in any event. Epilogue. Some stupid Joe zaps the Eiffel Tower back to London. <laughs> we entrust complex weaponry to the people who don't know basic geography. <laughs> it's funny.